maybe after. Thank you. It says here that the mouth of the just murmurs wisdom. <laughs> Since I'm feeling very weak, I thought maybe I would only be murmuring, not much wisdom, but just murmuring. But I, my voice is strong enough. Uh, I must have eaten something that disagreed with me, and I've had a terrible night, so that's why I'm wiped out. Um, it's kind of funny, though. Yesterday, the gospel was about clean and unclean, and I shared a little bit about the viruses that I had that were detected on my USB memory chip. And I spent all afternoon cleaning up my computer, or at least just scanning it for viruses. And then lo and behold, uh, now I'm the one who's <laughs> sick. I don't know if it's a virus. I think it's just food. I think I, it's either food or something I drank. Because we had some juice in the refrigerator, and it might, have, might be old, and I probably drank bad food. Anyway, <clears throat> and then in today's gospel, it says, Jesus declared all foods clean. <laughs> and I said, oh, the food I had, it wasn't clean. It made me sick all night long. <laughs> uh, he says that uh, when it comes to food, it cannot defile because it doesn't enter the heart. It enters the stomach and passes out into the latrine. In my case, yeah, I got to the stomach, but then made a U-turn. <laughs> Came out the other way and, and vomiting all night long, wailing and gnashing my teeth. So I found it funny when I read this gospel because, but it's actually, the point is, is correct. Just because I'm, I'm sick or I'm not feeling well, it doesn't mean that I'm defiled spiritually, morally. Now, maybe I haven't accepted the, uh, the cross as well as I would like to have, but still, uh, there's no sin in being sick. Jesus makes it clear that it's not what happens to us or what comes to us from outside that defiles us. Whether it's, whether it's a ritual that's done improperly or whether it's a, 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 a touching something that's considered unacceptable or, or even an illness or whatever, I, whatever, whatever bacteria I swallowed, uh, that does not defile the heart. Well, what does defile the heart? He makes quite a list of what defiles the heart. And all of them come from the heart, come from inside. Evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, folly. All of these things are chosen defilements. They're, they're defilements because the heart has decided to go in the wrong direction. And when that happens, there's a real spiritual defilement. You know, the expression, that, that the call to repentance is a call to correct one's direction, right? To turn around or change that mind, turn it back in the right direction. All of these evils that he specified are, de are deliberate choices to go in the wrong direction. Selfishness, or, or hostility toward a neighbor, you know, and, and, and violation of the will of God, violation of the two great commandments, love of God, love of neighbor. That's what defiles us. And that's, that's what the purpose of his description about eating foods. The disciples, it says, they didn't understand it. And he's a little 
surprised that they didn't understand it when the way he puts it, it's so obvious. It's so obvious that sin is a kind of defilement deeper and much more serious than any merely physical or happenstance condition. It's certainly, it, 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 even though they didn't understand it, once it's explained, there's a certain freedom that comes from it. Like, it, this means we don't have to uh, practice everything perfectly. We don't have to be, like the Pharisees thought, perfect according to the law. And we don't have to prevent anything from entering into our life that might be disordered. That, 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 that uh, spirit of self-protection is spiritually uh, disastrous to us. It leads to such self-righteousness. It leads to judgment of others, and it prevents us from proclaiming the gospel. It's very freeing to say, well, gosh, even if you, even if you get sick, even if you're weak or, or you forgot your homework or, or you, know, you, you left your keys, you, know, you locked yourself out of your car or something, well, okay, there's no spiritual, spiritual uh, defilement there. What does this tell us? We have to foster the life of the heart. We have, to, we have to protect, not to protect it from what, merely what happens, but to protect ourselves from making the wrong choices. This is why the pursuit of wisdom is so valuable. In your first reading, it was the Queen of Sheba pursuing wisdom, and she found it in abundance with Solomon. Well, what, what's so great about wisdom? Why is wisdom to her much more valuable than hundreds of talents of gold and uncounted spices. Why is it so valuable? Because gold and spices and all the trappings of luxury, they don't make us good or bad. They just make us rich or poor, right? Or spices, maybe they make us sick. I don't know what spice I might have eaten. But, but that doesn't change our moral condition to have all the things that Solomon had. What we need to be holy is wisdom in the heart. And, and our, our, the reason why we ponder the scriptures every day is to plant in our hearts divine wisdom, the, to plant in our hearts goodness, which strengthens us against the evils that he lists here. But also, that's not the only thing we want, is to, is to not sin. The, the wisdom of God, the word of God, makes it possible for us to go beyond ourselves and to love. And that's... That's when, when love is what comes from the heart, then we're on the right track. So that's as much wisdom as I can murmur for now. Uh, let us protect our hearts, not only from evil, but so that our hearts can be generators of love for God and love for one another.